0: This is an interview with BlackFast singer Aaron Akin by Nick Perkel on August 14, 2015. Starting things off, can you tell me your name, the position you play, and how long you've been in the band?
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, my name's Aaron. Uh, I play guitar and do vocals for BlackFast,
0: and uh, we've been a band since about 2010, since we started. Can you tell me your history as a musician and how BlackFast came to be? guitar,
1: like, uh, I don't know, as a kid, like 11 or 12, just trying to, you know, learn Slayer riffs and Metallica riffs and that kind of stuff, but I met the guys when I was about 19 or so, we We're living in this, like, kind of small college town in uh, Illinois, like, right across from St. Louis, and uh, we, like, just met some, got lucky and just met some like-minded dudes, and we wanted to start a metal band, uh, this is probably 2009, 2010. And uh, just started jamming and writing some tunes, all the shit that we'd been storing since we were, you know, teenagers trying to write scary riffs. And uh, started playing some shows in 2010, and uh, put out that EP in 2011, and then starting out the light in 2013. Um, but yeah, it just came together really easily. Like, just meeting the guys, and we were kind of friends first, but everybody was kind of a, already a pretty um, proficient. Uh, musician in our own right, you know, when just, it was, it just worked out really well. It's just been us four since, uh, since the beginning. We haven't had any other members, and we still all either live together or live uh, like two minutes from each other, so it works out really easy. Uh, just meeting up, you know, always, always being around and jamming. And so it's, it's, uh, we've been pretty fortunate.
0: Have you ever had any friends of yours or people kind of like local to you ever like maybe contribute like parts of songwriting credits or anything like that? Mm, how do you mean? Not really. I mean, it's just like having like a buddy of yours maybe help out on a solo or maybe help out with some lyrics here or there or something of that nature.
1: Uh, no, no, actually, not at all. Um, it's we're it's really it's really all about what happens. Uh. When we come to the practice space, uh, all four of us contribute to kind of writing the tunes, and, and I just kind of write the lyrics, and that's just kind of been an unspoken thing since the beginning. Uh, there's never really been, like, any rules as far as, like, how we approach a song writing process. It's always different, and songs always come together just kind of in their own weird way. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's always just, just been uh, whatever comes out um, from us. I always write my lyrics at, like, the last minute, but it's always, that's always
0: been for me. Mm. Excellent. Now, you have an unusually strong vocal capacity as a screamer. What kinds of things did you do for yourself over the years to, like, strengthen your vocal capacity?
1: Oh, fuck, man. Nothing. I don't have any tricks. I didn't uh, I didn't even, like, want to – I didn't even I, – I only started singing just because I didn't want to, like, get a lead singer. So I didn't even know if I could do it when we started out. <laughs> um, wow. It's, uh, it's, I don't know, I've kind of started to, like, learn how to use it and, like, harness it a little bit, and we'll, and maybe just in the last, like, couple of years, but, um, yeah, I definitely don't uh, necessarily
0: know, like, what I'm do- doing, but it's, you know, so far so good, I think. <laughs> you consider anyone, like, a mentor-like figure for yourself? Oh, man. Um
1: a good question I, I mean i guess no nobody in particular that uh i mean obviously nobody that i like maybe could draw parallels to as far as imitation goes but um it's like inspiration wise yeah absolutely i don't know i think uh um if i could if i could maybe draw parallels it'd be maybe like devin townsend just because how fearless he is from you know doing uh, city and Ocean Machine in the same year in 1997 and then look what he's doing now it's like that If I can just like watch what that guy's doing and like uh, kind of just you know not give a fuck and just do whatever you know do whatever I, I feel like doing that's uh, that's probably um, some, somebody that's been pretty inspiring to me along the way now,
0: tell me about shooting the music video for I Conspire oh man um
1: yeah, so that was a trip. That kind of that kind of all came together uh, really well, actually, because we we've never done a music video at all, so um, we didn't really know like what we were gonna do. We just kind of had the idea that we wanted to, you know, like the first thing that came to mind. It's like, well, we're doing a music video. Let's get all of our friends together and have them show up at this uh, brewery, like this old old brewery from like the '20s that's been shut down forever, and just like play in a big room on a Sunday and have them all kick our asses and just get real messy. And and it was really, it was super fun. It turned out really good.
0: Now, going into the writing and recording stages for this album, what kinds of preparations were you advised to adhere to since Terms of Surrender was like your first album promoted by a major label?
1: Um, Yeah, we, we went into it pretty much the same way that we went into Starving Out the Light. Like all the Songs structurally were pretty well put together. There was a couple tunes that kind of came together really quick towards the end, but we had been doing a lot of the songs musically had been finished for months. You know, like maybe even maybe even almost a year because um, we always just have such an overabundance of riffs and like we're always uh, putting putting parts together and that kind of thing. So we always have a bunch of stuff like on the back burner. So we had we'd been doing pre-production for. Um, maybe four or five months by the time uh, I started talking to Eric and sending him stuff, and then uh, by the time we went to Eric, we pretty much had everything mapped out and and just ready to go, and it was just a matter of going in there and laying it down.
0: I guess, when it came to the recording sessions, what songs from the new album did your band, I guess, spend the most time on, as well as the least time on, and why was that? Um, It's funny,
1: there there really wasn't one Thing that was like too gnarly. Uh, we were on a pretty tight time crunch. I mean, we had to track the whole thing basically in about 15 or 16 days, something like that. So, I mean, it, we really couldn't fuck around and spend any, you know, too much time on any one thing at all. If something wasn't working, we just moved on. But thankfully, we were pretty well prepared for the most part. So, um, it all, it, we, there, there wasn't anything that, you know, like. Obviously, you take something away and learn from every recording process. And, you know, next time it's always like, next time we'll be more prepared. Next time we'll do it this way or that way. But honestly, this time we just didn't really have, like, a whole lot of time to, to mess around. It was basically like we were on a mission and, and we were as prepared as we could be. And we just went in there and, uh, and did it. So we didn't really get hung up on anything. We didn't really have to compromise, like, too much. It, it, turned, out, uh, it turned out really well. I'm happy with the performances for sure.
0: What were your favorite memories from being at Mana Studios? Oh man. Um, just hanging out with Eric. Um he,
1: that, that that guy's like a one of a kind guy. Like he's uh, he's just in, an inspiring person to be around and then, like so fucking motivating and uh, great, great guy. Loves food. We we go eat uh, at some awesome place every day, whether it'd be, you know, uh, you know, Korean or Italian or Indian food. The dude loved to eat, and uh, we love hanging out with him. He's just a wealth of knowledge, so we would just, you know, get him talking and just sit and hang out and like just love to hear his stories and, and all the the knowledge that he has about the industry because um, the dude's been around and he's just a pro. Um, it was really really cool just being there and learning from him.
0: Now, I guess, um, could you throw out like one particular thing like you learned from him that you just. Feel like it's important to share with people.
1: Yeah, having a probably having or trying to adopt the fucking iron will and constitution internally that that dude does because he doesn't uh, he doesn't bend from um, kind of staying true to his instincts and his gut, you know, and doing what doing what he thinks right and and not compromising or sacrificing his. Uh, um, you know, just his, his, you know, his, his will, he's just, he's just a, a really strong, uh, person mentally. Um, it, so that, that was, that was kind of a, an inspiring thing, just to witness because, you know, and, and he's a pro and he's been around for a long time, so, so he knows what he's doing, but, um, just the kind of like the way that he would just fearlessly adhere to his, uh, to his intuition. Um, uh, it was, uh. It was, it
0: was something to learn from, for sure. Now, can you tell me if you had a particular take during the uh, recording sessions that just outshined everything you did? Oh, man, I don't know. Um,
1: for me, maybe one of my favorite things was um, as a guitar player. There's like There was, like, a couple solos on there um, that we were kind of just recording, and all the solos that... that i played there's you know just not a not a lot there's a few maybe like four or five trevor played the bulk of them but there was a couple moments where we're just kind of sitting there in the booth and like i had no idea what i was going to play going into it you know i um i didn't have it like worked out i figured it'd be good to just improv it because i was mostly worried about you know writing the lyrics and the vocals and all that stuff so um there's a couple moments where i'd be i was sitting there and, and we were just kind of winging these solos on the spots and there's like one at like the outro of the coming swarm that i listened to and it was like whoa like that's, that's fucking cool that's like me playing guitar so like kind of validated you know like the 15 years of guitar playing like i could just bank back to being like 10 years old like holy shit like i'm sitting here and like this sounds fucking awesome um so probably with a couple moments of 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 that like have to pinch myself, you know, sitting there like listening to it and trying to get too caught up in it. But at the same time, like this is pretty fucking cool what I'm doing
0: right now. <laughs> the closer on terms, like until dust, was my favorite song on the album. Can you give me a picture on how this song came to fruition? Is it really until dust? Yeah, was yeah. I just wow. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't like to um, like on my radio show, like I don't like to play like the singles because it's just like everybody's playing that, so I should be. Totally. Introducing people to the rest of the album, so. That's I tried so to funny. Check out the
1: whole That's fucking awesome because I love that song too. Like, just because of the way that song came about, we we wrote that song like two weeks before going to the studio. I didn't even know it really. Like, it was a lot of Trevor's riffs and the three of them jamming, and uh, I don't even think I had played it or jammed it with the guys. We definitely hadn't played it live. That one we just completely threw together. And it was, you know, it's not even like four, it's the shortest one, I think, like three, four minutes long, something like that. And, uh, yeah, it really came together at the fucking last minute. Like, um, I went down there and I had like a scratch track of the guitars to like kind of listen to and write the lyrics to. And, uh, I just knew right away it was going to be the last track on the record and, uh, just kind of started putting some shit together with the lyrics. And, um, I'm really happy with the way that song turned out. I, uh, I think that song rules. I think it's really funny That's your favorite song.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's just like, I guess, I think a little bit about, like, Mantic Rituals by the Cemetery, just because, like, that was, like, the last song that they wrote, I think, for that album, The Executioner, and it was just like, they, I don't know, it was just such a fucking amazing song. I I guess just, I'm drawing parallels to that. Yeah, it's just short, and it's fucking pissed off. It's, like, probably our,
1: it's probably like our closest thing to a fucking punk song that we've it's not at all but it's like just kind of short and fucking to the point it doesn't fuck around and uh
0: yeah that's awesome man what songs are you expecting from this new album the greatest enthusiasm for okay sorry about that um Mm -hmm. what songs from this new album are you expecting the greatest enthusiasm for on this upcoming tour man um
1: it's it's weird it's uh, I'm not sure because I think on this goat Whore run we'll have a little bit longer of a of a time slot. Um, I think we're going to try to squeeze in um, the coming swarm, even though it's long, like seven minutes long. But uh, there are moments of that, especially at the end, that are really fun to play. Um, the outro, the solos, um, that one I can I can definitely see us getting a pretty strong reaction. Um, and then maybe like. Um, maybe I Conspire has has some parts that I can see um, going over really well. I don't know. I guess we'll see. We, we haven't played it live a whole lot yet. Um, only made, only one show, really. We did our CD release a couple weeks ago. But uh, I'm excited to get out and kind of flesh that out and, and see what works.
0: Now, can you tell me what the song Vacuous Idol is about when it comes to the lyrics? What it's about? That song... Um, yeah, so
1: pretty much the whole record I write, um, I'm, I'm always writing, like, all the time, um, and so when I, if I'm going into an album process, I just ramp up my output, and this album in particular, I just wrote a huge fucking everyday, like, pages I would just be, like, writing shit, not, not even necessarily writing lyrics, um, just writing a lot of content, a lot of material, um, that I could use for lyrics. And then when it was, when it came time to go and pull songs out of that, um, I just had like a big, like a huge block of stone to start chiseling shit out of and just pulling songs out of. So there's kind of a linear, kind of a similar thread kind of throughout the album. There's a lot of borrowed and shared, um, themes just kind of throughout. And I'm, um, uh, actually pretty happy with, uh, with what I've got out of Vacuacidal, I couldn't tell you where the title came from. It just popped into my head. I wrote a lot of my lyrics, uh, and it's a week of going down there, and then I kind of finished shit up once I was there. i just get up in the morning and go get coffee and kind of listen to the tunes and and put everything together. But I had the title. The title popped into my head back. It's mostly about um, probably just isolation, like a lot of late nights, like... um, just kind of being awake and and, uh, and just kind of feeling like disconnected like in general that's probably what a lot of the albums about a lot of that a lot of, a lot of um innate kind of subconscious fear stuff um, that it doesn't really touch on uh, like in a direct way um, I just kind of let it kind of run over me subconsciously and that's kind of what I came up with so I don't have a great answer for you I guess I don't totally know yet I guess I might know in like a year
0: if you ask me okay now any plans to have uh your new album in terms of surrender pressed onto vinyl or cassette oh
1: absolutely we'd love to do that um there's no plans for vinyl yet we need to we're still in our first week of sales for the cd so we need to start moving some units and uh kind of see what everything looks like but um yeah we we kind of we did a mastering to kind of prepare for for vinyl kind of separately so um no immediate plans but definitely um Soon, you know, uh, one day, but hopefully someday, very soon, we can get vinyl crest Brandon Holt, uh, his, the artwork that he did for the record, like, I I was kind of talking to him with with that in mind of, uh, you know, I was like, dude, just do like a double wide kind of vinyl thing, so if you open up a record, it'll just, you know, be one image, like, and uh, that's kind of what he came up with, and uh, so, yeah, you know, we're going to have to do
0: it. It's too fucking cool not to. <laughs> Oh, and heads up, man. Um, Headsplit Records out in Portland—they're fucking just obsessed with putting out cassettes, so they might be okay. people to talk to. Yeah, now, um, yeah, I'm the end of that. Can you throw out some shout-outs for cool promoters, journalists, people, and zines that have been friendly to you, like your band, and the greater aggressive metal scene in the Midwest?
1: In the Midwest, um, oh man, I don't want to leave anybody out. I'm just gonna try to. <laughs> Say
0: that again. Promoters? Um, promoters, journalists, fans, and zines.
1: Yeah, um, let me try to think here. There's um, Damnation Magazine. My friend Nick Licata and, and the boys at Damnation Magazine um, have done interviews with us and uh, sent
0: photos. Um, keep going. Anything else? Hmm.
1: Yeah, well, um, our friends at Utop Records with, um having our stuff in St. Louis at their record shop, and people can go pick it up there. That's that's killer. There's, I know there's others to name, and I just, I'm just drawing up. I can't think right now. I'm drawing a blank.
0: Yeah, sorry about that, man. All right. Is that everybody, or do you want me to give you a little bit more time to maybe come up with like no, we, one we or two more? Keep, we can keep going. If I if I come up with somebody else, I'll let you know. <laughs> Okay, this is that's it. I guess um, final words. Final words, um, dude. Thank you
1: so much for doing this interview. Um, everybody, everybody listening and checking this out, I uh, really appreciate it. Um, we're really, really excited. We go out with go Corps, uh this uh, Sunday. We start in Fredericksburg, Maryland. Um, we're doing about eleven shows with them. I'm pretty sure, um, and then we're doing. Also, we're doing a doubleheader on the 21st. We're playing Toledo, Ohio with Goat Horror, and then we're doing um, Battlecrosses' CD release show um, in Michigan, and then we'll be out with Revocation and Cannabis Corpse and Arc Spire um, all of September. Um, So, yeah, anybody who wants to come check us out, man, um, we're really excited to get out there and meet everyone.
0: Thank you so much. This has been an interview with Blackfast singer Aaron Akin on August 14th 2015 by Nick Perkel. Thanks a lot, Nick. Much appreciated. Have a nice day and have a killer tour. Peace, bro. Okay.
1: Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. Thanks.